We're going to talk to you. You are the initiate. You are the cause we be. found out that I was actually getting a two inch by two inch brand with a cutter as a man. We no longer under the laws of Moses. The world that we can cut with violence and the violence shall take it by force. Coffee. And cults. Hi, John. Hi, Sam. Hi, listeners. And welcome to Coffee and Cults, where once a month we meet, drink, and talk cults, sects, and fringe religious movements from around the world. Please note this podcast may not be suitable for all listeners, as it will contain strong language and have uh, all and um and extra multiple Sams, of, extra helping <laughs> of Sam today. Have we got any content warnings, gentlemen? Before we get on and introduce Sam. No? No, no. No content warnings. Okay, so I am taking a sort of um, uh, passive role in this episode, so I'm going to take a little bit of time now to thank you all very much for for listening. Hello to Patreon. Wave at everyone. Hey, hi. Um, If you would like to see the video recording of this episode, you can join us on patreon.com slash coffeeandcults. If you'd like to get in touch with us, like many of you have, thank you very much for your dog pictures. Oh, ah, coleslaw. Uh, for um, any audio listeners, a cat has just attacked Sam while she's trying to I'm she didn't make me, like, leave the Zoom. Ironically, you thanked people for pictures of their pets, Sam. Yeah, here's baby Coleslaw. She doesn't like being picked up. I'm surprised she'd let me do that. Yeah, thank you for all your pet pictures. That is very kind of you. Um, get in touch with us on all the various social medias if you would like to. And the reason I am a passive participant sort of in this episode is that I did not attend this fun outing that John and his other friend, Sam, I promise that's the only time I'll call you other Sam, um, (laughs) attended. And so they're going to tell us all about it. So I'm learning this with you, listeners. It is a curious feature of my life, listeners, that I have a number of very good friends called Sam. Not like casual Sam acquaintances, but like a good number of significant people in my life are called Sam. It's a nightmare. Trying to set up this Zoom was a disaster. Sam, are you? Yeah, no, not you. Other Sam? No, other (laughs) Sam. No, okay. Yeah, apparently I I can't distinguish that very well. So this, listeners, is a the latest in our uh, cult road trip series because we've been to do a little visit uh, to a group. And as Sam has said... This was a trip where, uh, sadly, Sam was unable to attend. So I brought in, off the subs bench, a new Sam, uh, who is uh, also a friend and uh, colleague of mine. Um, Do you want to say hello to everybody, Sam? Yes, hello, listeners. Um, Really nice to be here, actually. I think think maybe, maybe the only other thing to say, other than that we're friends and work together, John, is that um, this was probably... Generally speaking, my first time engaging with the world of not maybe less coffee, but certainly cults. Yeah, what's so, what's in your head generally in in terms of cults, Sam? What comes to mind? I I know very little. I think I think I had I had some awareness, perhaps just because of the fact I grew up down here, that there was a cafe in Honiton. I knew of that, and I think I'd maybe seen a documentary about. Charles Manson and maybe Waco or something similar at a push, but that is pretty much as far as it goes. Cool. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, the place in Honiton does very good chili. Really good cool. sandwiches as well. Like like, or really good, but they're really horrible to the children. So, mm. oh yikes! Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, so you have to factor that into your sandwich uh, purchases. <laughs> Um, fortunately, <laughs> um, can I just have a, a, a large Reuben and no child abuse with mine, please? <laughs> Content warnings for child abuse jokes. Sorry, really I, sorry about this. I want to point out uh, Sally, our legal advisor in the corner, is just uh, urging me to say that um, as far as we know, no children were abused in the making of the sandwiches we had when we went to visit that cafe. <laughs> I'll I'll decide if I edit that out of the um yeah. the final version. <laughs> Not have a Patreon. We don't know how to do that. You get all our disgusting stuff. You're welcome. <laughs> Yay! The rest of today is not going to be so disgusting. But I'll um so maybe I'll I'll set up what happened, and then maybe we'll get some why the hell you said yes insights, Sam. Uh, <laughs> so we were actually going to a different event in North Devon for a lovely uh, working weekend away. And as I was Googling preparations for that event, thinking about travel and what else was going on there, I noticed that there was an event advertised and that that event was 20 minutes drive from where we were staying. It was the same time that we were there working. And it's not often in your life, listeners, where you are accidentally 20 minutes away from the 50th anniversary of Operation Prayer Power, as practiced by the Aetherius Society. Amazing. I couldn't, I couldn't let that pass. Those kind of 50-year anniversaries don't happen very often. Um, so I knew we had to go, and I knew that that meant I would have to have a word with my other friend Sam, not least because he would have to drive there, because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> and... um. And amazingly, you were convinced, Sam. I was. I think. I think. <laughs> I think I'm naturally quite an anxious person. I would say, and as a result, in life, I often get this feeling of, "Oh, I shouldn't do that." But I guess, as a further extension to that, I often push myself to do things that I get that feeling about, and this was one of them. So I, I said yes quite, quite quickly. I seem to remember. Yeah, you didn't take much persuading at all, which I was um, I was very grateful for. Uh, and we also took along another colleague of ours, uh, Dylan, who, uh, bless him, started uh, sort of interning at our company. And then this is the kind of thing that happens when you come to us for professional arts training. <laughs> you end up being dragged into the, the middle of nowhere. So this was like all great spiritual events listeners, because you could sign up on Eventbrite and that gave you very clear instructions of a, a hilltop. They sort of call it a mountain, but a hilltop in North Devon, uh, where this group were going to meet. Now, Sam, you might know uh, a little bit. We've discussed the Ethereum Society before a little bit here and there. What do you do? You remember much, Sam L? Um. Uh. No. No. I was going to try and remember some things, but no. Like. When you say things, I'm sure I'm going to go, oh, yeah, that's them. But um, like a lot of the things that we record, they all kind of have an amalgam of, like, there's the baddies and there's the, like, I mean, not goodies, but not bad baddies. You know, they kind of, I did a gesture of, like, merging together. Mm, yeah, I think that's pretty, um, I think that's pretty fair. And um, for listeners at home, the Ethereum Society, and I should say here at the outset, we're not saying that they're a cult in the same way that like Scientology are a cult. Um, hashtag good luck, Leah Remini suing them at the moment. Um, or 
or like Sam has said, Waco or 12 tribes. There's no, as far as we know, massively bad stuff. There's no real high control or abuse as far as we know. There's just this very eccentric UFO religion uh, that started in the 1950s when George King, a taxi driver, who claims he was doing yoga for like, this is an exaggeration, 40 hours a day, seven days a week, a lot of yoga, a lot of breathing. He claimed that one day in the 1950s, um, he was in his kitchen in London and he was contacted by a voice that spoke great. in the room. Yeah, start of every great cult story. And it said, <clears throat> prepare yourself. You are to become the voice of the interplanetary parliament. What a lot of pressure. Like, imagine that. Imagine that. That you, is... You said, like, I live with my partner, James. Be like, James, go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't want to. It's you a pretty big it. ask, isn't it? Especially when you have no previous politics or public speaking uh, training or background. Yeah. A curious left turn in his, in his driving career. And then later, a few days later, an unnamed yoga master um, who King knew was alive and living in India suddenly walked in through the locked door of his apartment and taught him ways to connect with the cosmic masters who were about to use him as a channel for all of these interplanetary beings. So that included um, Mars... Mars, sec Mars Sector 6? I'm remembering that wrong, I'm sure. Mars, basically, because planets being consciousnesses and, and alien cosmic beings is a big part of this group's belief system. And the Master Aetherius, after whom the society is named, who was that first voice that he heard. And also people like the Cosmic Jesus. The Cosmic Jesus! Take it off your cult bingo card, ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen. I tell you, Jesus oh. is very busy getting around all these various different uh, different groups. He's certainly been been yeah. about a lot. Yes, uh, if God is is omnipresent, he must be also cosmic. True, true. I think it's a better bit of PR than Christianity, right? In lots of different, <laughs> you know, like, like cosmic Jesus just sounds yeah. a little bit more showy. A bit like in um, is it in Dogma, the Buddy Christ, that new statue that they have we, have we seen this film am i, I now just film. referencing something new? Ah. any listeners who have seen dogma um know what my, my dogma watchers know what's up so my cat's just trying to pull my laptop off the table okay it's okay <laughs> i'm still here i'm listening just that's why i'm bending down no and so the group I... has a load of practices that are about connecting with these cosmic interplanetary masters and lots of their early messages were about how Quite rightly, I guess, uh, and this is appropriate, Sam, that you and I went to see Oppenheimer the other night, that nuclear war is a bad thing and that nuclear weapons are bad and that that's why these cosmic intelligences are getting involved um, to try and save us from ourselves. And there's a load more about what they believe and all that stuff, but some of that will come up as we explain this event, which takes place in one of their sacred sites. Um, and there are like 17 of these sacred sites in the world. And wouldn't you know it, two of them, Sam, are in Devon. Hey, one sec, John. Sam, what were you going to say? I Well, I, I, I'm going to take us back quickly, but I didn't realise, John, again, this is potentially related to my lack of cult knowledge, the Cosmic Jesus is not specific to the Ethereum Society. This is something that is popping up 
in multiple different cults. Am I right? Basically, lots of cults claim Jesus in different ways. So uh, the, the phrase cosmic Jesus is, I think, copyright the Ethereum Society. But right. they're like pretty much any group going will go, oh yeah, and Jesus was one of ours as well. Even kind of UFO cults like this. There's lots of, uh, um, there's someone on a, a podcast who refers to it as Christopting, which I think is kind of nice. The idea that uh, if you've Very got good. a spiritual belief, you just bring Jesus into it as well. And then it's all, it's all good. Yeah. Which is what's a bit odd about this, really, because it's very like Hindu mysticism, yoga, mm. plus some Buddhism, plus UFOs and um, like theosophical ascended masters being channeled, high magic stuff. And Jesus is in there as well. It's like a, a um, what's that brilliant word? Smorgasbord. Mm. Yes, a delicious smorgasbord of uh bingo card <laughs> tick things yeah yeah all kind of yeah mashed together into a new um into a new vibe um and a big part of what they do is is sort of prayer for the world to help heal the planet and heal people and they do that it's particularly effective at these 17 sacred sites two of which happen to be in devon uh several of which are in america um uh, it are the are the is the other one within kind of distance of of where we reside? Can we go and visit and pray to the, the sky? The other one is nearer happens? to us, I think, than Ooh. than this is one it? in North Devon. I think it's somewhere North Dartmoor. Interesting. That would fit with the place we were for this, right? <laughs> Very remote. Yeah. yeah, exactly that kind of vibe. And the um the place we went to, um, which I've forgotten the name of. Let me have a quick look. Do you remember what it was called, Sam? No, I don't. I remember it was uh, it was very close to Coombe Martin. As all great spiritual things are. Yeah. yeah. If you are a, um, a US listener and you're Googling, is that Coombe, C-O-O-M-B-E? Martin, I think like it is. Yeah. I think it is a double O. And also an extra bit of trivia for you. I think mm. Damien Hurst, the artist, lives there. And there's a big Ooh. sculpture of his. So not relevant, but interesting Coombe Martin trivia. Great, perfect. I wonder if he's a member. Holdstone Down is the name, Sam. How good is that? Holdstone Down. Which is a lesser-known Rolf Harris song. (laughs) They should all be lesser-known. Come on. Probably. Yeah, so Holdstone Down is uh, this kind of hillside in... Yeah, we'll talk about what it's like when we get there, I guess. And it's especially special because not only has it hosted this event um this religious ritual ceremony for 50 years but this is also where i think in the 70s the cosmic jesus appeared in physical form to dr king and spoke to him and passed on wisdom we're and we're another second coming cult then or third third you know what i mean like post post the um the cave that he rolled the stone away from like yeah. the other one, the next second coming. I don't think it's like, yeah, I guess it's, it's like he's just visiting. He's not, he's not like back, back. <laughs> oh yeah. Just yeah. like on a gap year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that, that's the kind of, vibe. he just popped in. So that was what I was really looking forward to. The idea that the cosmic Jesus himself might appear in physical form. And you'll have to keep listening listeners to find out 
if that did indeed happen. No way. I'm going to, listeners, um, I, as I said, I am listening to this with you. I do not know the story. I've not heard what happened. So I am going to choose to believe that we are waiting to hear about when John and Sam met Cosmic Jesus. And that we are going to recruit Sam during the course of this conversation. <laughs> it's going to get real. It's going to get real. So that's all the sort of the background I think that we need to need to know. And that's probably about all we knew going in. And so we decided that we would go and visit. This was happening on a Sunday afternoon. It was happening about midday on a Sunday. And we drove like literally into the middle of nowhere. Right, Sam? Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, this is for maybe people who don't know Devon and Cornwall, this is quite interesting. Like, bearing in mind that we, uh, that, that we are from Plymouth, drove up to this this sort of North Devon Theatre Festival and then drove further for this this 50th anniversary. We were still in the same county. We probably did about two and a half hours of driving time. So you're like you're it, it was really remote. We were about we were about 30, 30 minutes away from our festival and it was long windy roads up onto more like territory. Um yeah, but I think what was what what really struck me, like the first thing I saw driving up, right, John, was them on the top of the hill, right? Like you 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 look up and about maybe maybe two miles away, you could really clearly see the silhouette of like on this raised hill of this this huge gathering of people against the backdrop of a very clear sky, and it was like ah, so that's that's where we're going. And it was bonkers because as we were going, I was going, I was sort of thinking, oh God, if it's like six people, then it's going to be really conspicuous that these three like lads who maybe don't know a huge amount about it have suddenly rocked up on a Sunday afternoon to, to a hillside. But I really enjoy were... you describing yourself as a lad, like, let's get some fucking prayers for the planet. <laughs> That's the vibe we brought. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> exactly exactly that um <laughs> uh so yeah so in a way i was relieved when it turned out that there were uh quite a few people Loads. up there um so we we can, we can we take a guess are we talking like like from the car then sam are you seeing like 50 people are you seeing like 150 people how what what is it what's it feeling like oh i <clears throat> i think i think easily looks like 100 people Wow. E easily. Like it's 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 quite a considerable group. It's like could be mistaken for you know, like those more parties that happen on Dartmoor. Oh like, yeah, okay. Like could have been mistaken for like a a, a more rave or something. There was lots of them. Wow, cool. Okay, mm. cool. Yeah, yeah. Jesus got a good turnout that um Oh yeah. That Sunday for sure. Um so we parked in on a weird little sort of side road. And then there was a weird little car park. And then there's just like this long trail up along the moor, which is like um, uh, shrub and gorse and yeah, like brown spikiness in all directions. And yeah. this long winding path up to uh, like a pile of stones and then, and then where the group is. So we're walking this way and it's kind of a bit blowy uh it's it's sort of a nice day but quite a bracing day and we're i would say we're there sort of just just as it should sort of be starting i think we're there about 10 five ten minutes before before kickoff lads 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 
and there and are we some are famously, people. You know, famously punctual as a podcast, aren't we? It was um, it was hard to uh, it was hard to be punctual because it was such a weird uh, um, it was such a weird journey. And and um, listeners, yeah, I think you're probably going to get this very soon. So yeah, you'll have two episodes in a month. What more do you want? You didn't have to be so aggressive. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't mean it that way either. <laughs> we love you. We're walking this way. And there have been there were some people like in the car park, sat in the cars. Not sure if they were just walkers or or what at that point. And then in my memory now, Sam, suddenly, perhaps out of the gorse for all I know, because I don't know that she was in the um, car park, but she must have been. This little woman popped up yeah. and mm-hmm. joined us. Yeah. So. From what I remember, John, she was actually walking ahead of us and looked back and saw us and slowed down to greet us. And I think, um, I can't, I, I'm not sure if you said this already, John, but something that immediately struck me, both about her, the people ahead of us walking up the trail, and I think also you were wearing this, was that people were wear, a lot of people were wearing white, right? Like, And I think I all of a sudden when I saw her, and I realized that what John had told me was actually going to happen and lots of people would be wearing white. I suddenly got this feeling of like, like I was back in school and I was acutely aware of not fitting in, which, oh. which doesn't, which doesn't, doesn't like touch wood. I'm very lucky. It doesn't happen to me often. But like, I, I suddenly like it's got like, uniform day and you wore your uniform. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I suddenly got this like, oh no, I've, I've not dressed right. Yeah, and she she was you know she was super lovely. She didn't she didn't sort of dick me out not wearing white, but she she slowed down for us and and I think like she was just uh, just quite curious about us more than anything, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. yeah it definitely didn't yeah it definitely didn't feel like there was any sort of agenda other than oh are you are you coming as well are you are you also. Um, and I mean, we were, thank goodness, because I think if we'd just been random walkers out for a nice ramble, I think that would have been a real, um, a real culture shock to suddenly encounter people. Um, it's funny you say that about the, the clothing, because I knew in advance that they wear white where they can. And I, I wore a white shirt, especially to help us blend in a little bit. But actually, it was very disappointing that then when we got to the hill, that wasn't much of a dress code. And mm-hmm. I would say, Sam, you'll like this. I probably looked the most like a cult member in what I was wearing than any of the other, any of the other people. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna fit in here. I promise. <laughs> um, but there were, yeah. I, I mean, certainly this lady was actually all in white. Um, now I think about it, I think she was pretty, pretty head to toe, mm. um, and otherwise dressed up outdoorsy. Um, and that was her first, like real engagement with us was making sure that we were prepared for being in the outdoors with a sort of nice motherly concern about our coats and footwear and how cold it might be. Yeah. She, 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 she both, she like what I, what I noticed on is probably between the time she slowed down for us and by the time we got to the top of the hill, I'd learned a huge amount about her. Like, like we knew, I knew where she was from. I knew where she worked and I knew sort of, roughly speaking the type of work she did was tied into this movement and um something like that was like completely clear was how committed she was to this thing that that was apparent very very quickly this was a really important day for her and um 
there was no, and I'm, I'm not saying there should have been, but there was no shyness on her part about communicating to us the, yeah, like how important this thing was and how much it meant to her. Yeah. And she'd been in the group for a very long time. She'd been, re- as Sam said, sort of really active within it as well. Um, so you, yeah, you really got that sense that she was in, um, in deep. And I think during that conversation, I think, I think, because she went, or oh, how did you find out about this? And I think I very vaguely mumbled something about, well, we just sort of saw it, and we're on holiday nearby, and we just went, what is, what is that? Let's go and have a look. I think I sort of fudged it that way. But again, without any sort of embarrassment, she very quickly outlined a couple of key things, like. George King listening to cosmic voices and prayer and G- like Jesus and UFO like quite quickly she laid out like the the strongest you know she that. didn't go oh well we do lots of prayer and meditation and then there's some other stuff about you know she very quickly went to these are the things you need to know this you need to know this not keeping it sly like Scientologists do like just like um oh I can't remember her name, the lady at the the soul therapy center who was just like, Oh yeah, and then these are the holy relics. Like, oh okay. This is the Borsan cheese. She didn't introduce the Borsan cheese. <laughs> Shocking lack of cheese at this North Devon uh, ritual. Yeah, she was on your free ticket. Yeah. <laughs> she was like um in any sort of classic film, right? You get the character when you're entering into a new world who shows the main character into the new world. And she was genuinely like that. Like, if 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 we had people watching our attendance of this event, they the people watching would have learned everything they needed to about it just by, yeah, she was like this beautiful, like, mentor figure who was just doing all the exposition work that, that you would need. And great. she was genuinely just lovely. If you ever yeah. listen to this by any random chance, you were so nice and so kind and so welcoming. Thank you very much. Uh, you made sure that we got bottled water at the top. You made Aww. sure we knew where to stand when we got there. She was just very, very kind. Yeah, um, I am switched on. Because of what you just said then, Sam, about like entering a new world, I am now imagining her as Mr. Tumnus. So just so you know, that is what is going to be in my head. <laughs> I think her all white, like sort of appearance with the white gilet did give her this sort of like mystical, slightly (laughs) otherworldly kind of yeah 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 quality. So we walk up to the top and we get a bottle of water, and we also get something else, Sam. And you know, I hate to go to an event about cults without you, and you not receive all of the benefits of that. So I think it's time for you to open your present it was sam's birthday very recently thank you to the listeners who very kindly sent birthday messages thank you so Um, much but you've got a present there with you sam i think it's time to bring that out because it arrived to us at this point in the story um i'll mute my microphone to unwrap it and then just so we don't get that noise and then i'll um Mm. i'll 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 unmute is that okay so is it is it unwrapping time it is unwrapping time so we get to the top of the hill there's like this cairn of stones white stones i assume that's like there anyway that that's not part of what they do sam and we grab a bottle of water and we also get a free signed sam it's signed 
No way. Not by George Where? King. Which but one? By this one. Richard this Lawrence. One? The this one. Um, Where? What? A couple of pages <laughs> in, it's signed by the author. No way. A signed book with blessings. <gasps> and it... we each got a bottle of water and a free hefty. Look at the heft of that Patreon. This is a hefty mm-hmm. book. Hefty. Like, this is the beginner's manual of the Aetherius Society. It's called King Yoga. Sounds like a northern person is swearing about yoga. And uh, they um, said, the mental hand practice, name of your sex tape. <laughs> and we'll be trying the mental hand practice later on, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so again, that's quite, it's quite interesting as like an experience, because I'm going to put this on the record right now. Of the hundred people, and it was about a hundred, I think, gathered on this hilltop, we were definitely the only non-Aetherius Society yeah. members. They Patreon, had these... I'm showing you some things that we can promise you we will do at some time <laughs> together. We'll do on Patreon. We've got the book club. We'll go a bit. We'll talk a bit about the book today, but we'll go through the exercises in the books for you, Patreon. They had these um, big plastic containers didn't they ikea like containers with the bo- bottles of water and books in and the the pile of books was not- noticeably pretty, untouched pretty big yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so she she actually got us those quite like the, the minute we got up to the top and um i seem to remember john i don't know if i remember this correctly i got the impression that we were like just about on time when we got up there like everyone else was pretty settled in some sort of formation and ready to go right yeah i think we were there just as it was starting we just sort of uh just sort of scraped it yeah so there you go happy birthday sam you have your own <laughs> copy of <laughs> king you yoga so and you also have a silly extra gift which I is like a the map silly of different extra cults Bug. yeah i'll open it later so that i don't have the thing where you try and fold a sewing pattern and put it back but thank you thank you it will probably end up up in this room when it's decorated. Actually, you've got, oh, you probably don't know where that is now. You've got another, this is the second Aetherius Society book I bought you for your birthday, I think. Oh, yeah. It, it's probably downstairs in my bookshelves with all my other cult literature. Well, may, maybe and get you to run for it in a minute. Because I think, the Sam, the book yeah. that Sam has contains the prayers we couldn't hear while we Ooh, were there. Right. I think you've got the yep. 12 blessings, Sam, so that might be. Can I just point out a fun thing in the in my bookshelves downstairs? I've got like cults, and then I've got yoga. So this is perfectly in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you've got the bridge book. Yeah, I think you um, are the target for this group. Do you want me to go and have a quick look for that book? Because if if I know where it is, I can find it straight away. If I don't know where it is, I won't bother. Yeah, go on. Be, be, be speedy. Have you um Have you still got your book, Sam? Did you um, keep yours? I so I did keep it for a long time. I'm currently moving flats, and I think in that move, I've actually given it to a charity shop. I gave a load of books away, so someone out there will one day purchase, no doubt, for an extortionate fee from St. Luke's or the British Heart Foundation. I just wondered if you'd read any of it. Uh, I didn't know. I think um, it's we'll an come entertaining to that in a bit, read. But... Yeah, I think I I tried to skim through it on the day and struggled. Fair. Oh, we have a book. I found it. The Practices of Ethereum. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Proper old school one from pretty near the uh, the beginnings of the group. So you um, can see Patreon, the upgrade in the publishing quality. They're going places. 
the foreword dedicated to that beloved master from Venus known as Aetherius. Wow. Oh, he's from Venus. Cool. Venus, Mars. Where's, where men are from, isn't it? Aren't men from Venus? Men are from Mars. Mm. Oh, women are from Venus. That's me being sexist, right? Assumed that a master would have to be a man. Hmm. I don't... I can't speak I mean, to Aetherius' gender identity no. off the top of my head. So, uh, yeah, so maybe later we'll have a little skim through the through the book there might be some overlap i think maybe from that one to uh to uh to the one that you've got now so as sam said yeah we sort of arrived as it was starting and i was blown i really didn't expect there to be that many people to be honest uh and they were arranged in like two horseshoes mm-hmm. Is that kind of fair to say so they were like there was like a horseshoe of people sat on like camping chairs and then there was a horseshoe of people behind them and then we sort of joined that horseshoe and we had our new friend to the right, a man with a dog in front of us, and a, I think, a very earnest-looking curly-haired woman on the other side of us. So we were quite quickly then also right in the middle of it. There wasn't anywhere you could stand and watch. Like, you were either in it or not. So really quickly, and apologies wow. to you, Sam, for this, we were just taking part. Because there was nowhere oh, to hide shit. and observe. Yeah. That was like not an option. Ah. We were part of the horseshoes. And so you had to join in. Sam, how was that? If you were going into it feeling like <clears throat> anxious, how was it to yeah. suddenly have to? Yeah. It was. It was really interesting, actually, because like, I, so I don't think having met, met some of those people and having been at that event, I don't think there was, there was no sense of, as John said earlier, no sense of malice. But I think what, what was clear is like, by design or not, that sort of horseshoe shape in which you would like take, you know, join to take part. It 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 sort of meant that there was like a high degree of social embarrassment to then needing to step out at any point, right? Because like, because everyone's part of it. And if you break those lines, break those circles, everyone's going to see there's sort of like this, this was not a formation or a crowd in which you could like just slowly slip away. You were you were really clearly part of the wider whole, and I, I I felt the pressure of that. I would say I felt like I think I think in my mind I I thought this was this could be something that John and I could go and um, sit at the back with Dylan and we can just watch. But it was like, oh okay, no, I'm just gonna do it because if I don't, they're gonna think I'm some sort of imposter. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was that. They're gonna yeah. know you're some sort of imposter. Yeah, yeah, that pressure was really, yeah, really interesting. Again, as I say, not necessarily by design. I think genuinely they just don't expect non-members to come. Really, uh huh. I think it was it wasn't set up for there to be like a space for observers. It was um, they sort of assume that you're you're going to be all in. Um, but yeah, I also really felt that and i was probably a bit happier to play along than than you guys were but given what we were going to end up doing which we'll get to it it felt almost impossible to stop doing it during the time because of how visible that would have been and how that would have been read and you know in a way i'm in a way i'm sure it would have been fine they wouldn't have done anything i'm sure but they it would have really... stopped the proceedings to say hey you you're not joining in but like, I guess in a in a horseshoe shape, someone is always looking at you, right? So there's someone across the the shoe that is, yeah. Ooh. Well, 
this is the interesting thing, right? Because you're you're so right, Sam. There is always someone looking at you. But there was an added level of surveillance. Sounds like a really cynical word to use, but it oh, sort but of was. There was there was. I, from what I remember, John, correct me. I think there was two or three people who were clearly like well-established members of the group, and they were walking around the back of the horseshoe. Oh so, my gosh! So you so literally was, couldn't, like, if you wanted to go, you would have had to walk past one of these. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And what they were doing was counting the number of people each Ooh. time. Each. Mm. And they did that about every ten, fifteen minutes, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So they're circling us doing that. There are also, yeah. I would say, three, maybe four people with phones or cameras documenting and filming and streaming. Now, I'm disappointed to report the Ethereum Society worldwide does not appear to have put that footage out fucking anywhere. Because oh. we almost certainly feature very prominently in it. Like we were visible. Handsome boys. When They're filming is... you. Look at these young people. <laughs> They're here, young people. Don't you want to hang out with them? Um, yeah. So hopefully that will they'll release that at some point somewhere online because um, they out. document it's not come everything. Up on anyone's like YouTube or anything? No. No, I've searched oh. a lot because I wanted to show you us looking awkward, but yeah. no, it's not. It's not out I, yet. We'll um, keep looking. I mean this with love, but I have met you both and I have seen you both looking awkward before. So it's all right. <laughs> But not on a North Devon hillside waiting for the cosmic Jesus, right? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So we suddenly became part of this crowd of 100 devoted members of the Ethereum Society. And they are so devoted that they have come from all over the world. And we, as we arrived, the first thing that happened, I think, was a chronicle of who had come from where as they sort of welcomed people as... um one of the sort of senior members of the group, I think Richard, who I think co-wrote that book, Sam, I think it was him. Um, yeah, they sort of chronicled that people had come from America, Germany, South Africa, Ghana, India. Uh, am I missing, were there others, Sam? Those are the ones I remember. I think those were the headlines. Um... Whoa. But like, yeah, maybe two thirds of the group were international people from outside of the UK. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Including quite a strong contingent from, I think, Ghana and another African country. Yeah. So in some ways, interestingly, for a small UFO cult, it was one of the most diverse spiritual communities in Devon that I have encountered for something that's often bless lots of white people desperate for some kind of spiritual input but this wasn't this was a real a real mix and people had traveled really yeah, like really not, traveled. not cheap flights right not yeah not a, and not a small amount of travel to come from south africa to and also stand on just for like this afternoon it's not like they're here for like a mm -hmm. week-long festival or a or a two-day oh. conference it's what, this it's, not like it's this... two hours on the mountain and then a, like a an after party or like a a post prayer drink somewhere barbecue barbecue that's what spoiler later we were invited to oh oh wow oh i imagine yeah, this so it's was like a odd. like a weekend event and then this was the culmination of that event but no not as far as i know unless they wow. also did something in london and then this was yeah 
this couple of hours, was it? Cool. And you were there. So you're in the horseshoe. <laughs> you've got marshals walking around counting you every 15 minutes. And you've got a nice new friend, Mrs. Tumnus, mm-hmm. um, who's dressed in white like an angel. What's going on? And just briefly, to continue yeah. and finalise setting the scene, it is stunning. Like, I can understand why this space is where you'd Oh, I was going to cynically say where you'd pick as a sacred site. Where Je- this is, I can understand why Jesus would come and meet you here because it's a beautiful hill in the middle of this moorland, and then you walk to the sort of high point where we were, and then you're on the cliff. the it, The land literally drops. You can't see the cliff. It's real, like an abrupt, at least from where we were standing, drop. And then there's just the channel, and you can Ooh. see whales in the distance. <gasps> wow! But in between that, there's just the sea. Um- if were whales the country, not whales the uh, the mammal. Yeah. If there were whales the mammal, I they were under the water and we didn't see them. Um yeah. but it what yeah, it was stunning in that you are just gazing out at, at the sea, and that's all you can apart from a slither of whales, see. There's just the end of the hill, sea, little bit of sky. It was extraordinary. I know at the time, John, you posted some photos on our Instagram. Have you still got them that we can repost if you missed that that story? Yeah, that John... I'll yeah, do a little. Can... Um, I'll so do a little. You can see post. the lovely sights too. And I think, I think that's the thing as well, right? Like there was this, it was constantly felt like this tension between like the between like the what what me as a newcomer would recognise to be the the real world in the sense that like um, there was a lot of old people there and they had their camping chairs and they were all wearing rob gilets and like and like they'd come to this beautiful spot and they were just having a nice time and then those same people who all looked and were behaving in lots of ways i would recognize in this in this beauty spot would then start to do things which i maybe didn't recognize or felt was slightly slightly yeah to put put it bluntly odd <laughs> and the first clue is that not only are we out facing the ocean but we are also at the other end of the shoe, horseshoe, facing a tripod at the top of which is a pale blue coloured box. And they started to play around with that. And I leant gently to Dylan, who was stood beside me, and went, that's the battery. And yeah, Dylan went, are. These what? are the ones that charge the battery. These are the ones that charge So just for me, if this is a stupid bit of clarification. Sorry if it's too much for you listeners. Um, horseshoe, I'm guessing tripod here. Where mm-hmm. are you in this? Stop me. Do, 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 do. About there. there. About there. Okay. So, like, listeners, if the box is at 12 o'clock, they're at about 4 o'clock. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And at about 11 o'clock is the leader of the group with a little megaphone, like he's doing announcements at a country fair to marshal wow. us together. With a mixture, I would say, Sam, of love, enthusiasm, and fucking irritation. Would you say that's a fair <laughs> description of his vibe? <laughs> I I would, yeah. I think I think he was certainly giving off warmer vibes than than a couple of the people who were walking around the back of us. I felt they were quite. There was something quite. There was an edge mm-hmm. to them. I think. Whereas whereas he yeah he was he he was certainly someone. Who like he was used to holding a group of people in this way. I think he was he was yeah he was he was fairly comfortable doing it and 
and pretty happy to do so, I would say, John, as well. Yeah, he was enjoying his moment, I think. Bless him. Uh-huh. Why shouldn't he? Um, but there were little flickers of irritation where people maybe weren't doing things in a timely fashion or when someone wasn't where they were supposed to be at a certain at a certain point. So their big ritual that we've come to see is where they charge a battery with healing prayer power so that later on it can be released to help heal the world. And the Ethereum Society purport to have used this prayer power to heal war zones, to heal the ozone layer, um, and lots of other things. And so the battery is not, if you're picturing like a Duracell battery or a car battery, it's actually, I, I believe it's a box that is full of ground up crystals and then some other like tubing. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it was designed by, I assume the ascended masters uh, and implemented by Dr. King. So that is what we're all facing. Underneath it in a glass case is a copy of the 12 blessings that belonged to Dr. George King. And this is the other thing that I think is apparent is that there's such affection and enthusiasm, understandably, I guess, for a a religious group's founder for him. Because when we also did the checking of where people were from, we also heard how many people had met him or seen him or worked with him which again was quite a few people from what I remember, Sam. Yeah. And I think, Sam, you said something like tongue in cheek earlier. Like you said, oh, look at these young, handsome, uh, handsome guys or handsome lads. And I, you know, I couldn't comment on the handsome part, but I think certainly like... compliment twice, Sam. Just take it (laughs) Yeah, it's just making sure the listeners have heard that. (laughs) I think certainly John, Dylan and I were in the in the like quite significantly the younger part of the group and i think i think there was as john said there was a lot of people there who had been part of this group for a long time and it felt like a group which i don't know if this is fair of me but my observation is that it hadn't had like an injection of new people for quite some time there was one young guy well i say young i reckon about the same age as me filming but he other than us was the only other like younger person mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And that's kind of the good positive move we see with a lot of these groups that we talk about is that they don't really have many young people joining them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you see how dependent they are on the charisma, whatever indeed charisma is, of that original founding member. And that without them and their presence and their connection to how the group started and their their sort of guidance that makes it kind of difficult for a for an organization um i think this this richard is i guess de facto sort of leading hilariously he was on talk tv news the other week talking to james whale about ufos on british tv he was brought in as like a ufo expert wow um so he's he's getting himself out there and their social media is quite savvy there's a lot of quite like good quality social media stuff and they which is why I was amazed that this this event isn't available anywhere to see yet or isn't hasn't been put out as a film yet. So I th- and you know and this is the new print of their book which looks very snazzy and modern. Mm-hmm. But none of that at least by this event seems to be as Sam says drawing in lots of new people to get really really involved I guess. Yeah. And I think so I think from there, John, right, we, we moved into like the first round quite quickly of what became a very familiar 
pattern over the next two and a bit. <laughs> and it's important to say there was no introduction to what was happening. There was no, again, this is why I think they just don't expect new people other than their own sort of references to George King and the people that had traveled there. Um, there was no like, and now this is what we're doing. This is how it works. It was just like, right, we're starting. Um, and fortunately, our friend was there to slightly guide us through it, from what I remember. Um, oh, but then, that's good. That means that you've not got that sort of anxiety of, oh, my God, this is what we're going to do. You just have to kind of get on with it. And um, I think nice. it's only fair to let Sam introduce what happened, because I sort of knew this was coming, although I didn't know exactly the form it was going to take. <laughs> what, 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 what happened, Sam? Quite quickly, from what I remember, we started chanting as a group. Led by the guy, uh, was it Richard John? Led by the guy with the megaphone. So he 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 would start chanting on this megaphone, and then then very quickly the whole group, this whole horseshoe, switched in to chanting with him. Now I I sort of like. Are you much of a chanter in your regular life, Sam? <laughs> I'm not, and my knowledge of any chants across any number of of uh, faiths or. Or, or backgrounds is next to zero. Um, so the chant begins, and as John said, there was no introduction. Our friends next to me sort of told me, I'd put the book down on the floor, and she told me to pick it up, and she opened the page and pointed it to, and, but I think it was the wrong page because there was no chant on there. So I just, <laughs> had to, I just had to start like tuning into what was being said and make it look like I knew what was going on. Table I can't of remember. contents, table of contents, <laughs> table of contents. <laughs> I can't remember the chant even now, John, but what I was doing in my head was something like, om mani pani wum, like something like that. That's very <laughs> close, Sam. So we were doing the ancient Buddhist chant, om mani padme uh, in the Ethereum Society, they pronounce the last one "hum." Okay, yeah. Which was difficult because it's normally "om" um, again. Yeah. Um, being, yeah. Um, so so om that weird me out for a while. In the universe, in 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 Buddhism and Hinduism, "om" is the right. first sound of the universe. And I think that f that phrase as a whole in Buddhism is sort of connected to the um to like the the lotus phrase, which is something mm. like in 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 the center of me, there's a like a jewel in the center of a lotus flower unfolding and that is all that is what i am and that's all i need to be it's some it's some it's like slightly poetically like that please a i'm sure there'll be corrections that. but that's sort of the the sense of it in buddhism i don't know if it necessarily has the same we can check in the book in a minute maybe um, so, you're, so you're rhubarb and custarding then so they've started and you're going um oh, i really was so we've really raised was. our hands to face the battery which is what our friend prompted us to do which everyone is doing and then we start chanting and we'll do a little demo for you, listener. And it was a, about this sort of speed, I guess. Om mani padme om, om mani padme om, om mani padme om, om mani padme om. And as that starts, I'm like, okay, this is fine. This is okay. I wonder how long we're going to do this for. You've just uh, told me listeners, that you were there for two and a half hours. So listeners, you might want to have a, a sweepstake. So this is the first time that we did this. Uh, <laughs> Sam, do you want to have a guess at how long we did? I, if you imagine that you're me, you've convinced two of your friends who aren't really interested in this topic <laughs> or any of the sort of spiritualities can even loosely connected to it to come up on a mountain. <laughs> and now in public view of a hundred other devoted UFO believers, you are standing next to them 
arms outstretched to a battery on a tripod, chanting Om Mane Padme Om. Okay, like thinking about this in, in real life, two minutes would be too long, but it's, it's going to be much longer. I'm going to say 15 minutes. So the first round, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, was about 40 minutes? Yeah, it was the longest <sighs> round. Um, it was... Just that, it just was over and over. Relentless, and, and I think also... So, so John and I just gave you an example of what it sounded like, right? There was also other clearly higher ranking members of the group on other megaphones whose job was to keep the chant at the correct rhythm and pace. So, and so like as always happens, right, with a group of people, we started to speed up or, or change like what we were doing and they would come in quite quickly and correct us on, uh, and, and like, and it went on and on. And I really remember. I remember there was points that we had been speaking so long that like I stopped making noise but kept moving my mouth so people didn't realize I'd stop. So I was going, <laughs> like, it was so long. <laughs> and I'm standing there going, oh, is it going to be this for two hours? Is this, is it ever going to stop? Stuck repeating it, you can't turn to your friends and go, Oh, I'm really sorry. Yeah, like, we can't we less. can't communicate. Yeah. Occasionally, I'm making eye contact with Dylan when so I think something funny is going on, or very <laughs> occasionally I'm whispering. But mostly, we're still just just chanting, hands up, and it you know it loses all meaning. And I sort of go through phases of going, oh well, this is quite nice. This is fine. I'm just I you know the my brain waves are sinking into a different pattern now. And then also a lot of the time, I was going, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So I can't believe this is, is it really, is this really all that's going to happen? Oh, fuck. And then other times going, God, I'm so bored. God, I'm so bored. I want to read my free book. I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And then thankfully, <laughs> after that first 40 minutes, we stopped for a break. Now, we should say that this is not the only thing that's going on, because in the center by the battery is the prayer team. Um, and I believe in this first round, prayer team one, which is about four or five people maybe who are praying directly into the battery and doing it in this weird little like rotor. So one of them will be up at the battery. Uh, I'm just going to demonstrate to Sam what they're doing. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Although with flat. Flat hand. Oh, no, differently, actually. So a flat hand to the battery and then the little okay thing that he's doing with his hand, they were all doing up, up there somewhere, I think. And they are doing their own chants into the battery. And I believe any Ethereum Society fans listening, um, they were doing the 12 blessings, which are phrases like, blessed are the planetary ones, for they are big and round. It's, it's, it's things like that. Yeah, which is like a key, key channel text of the group. But they're doing that in little shifts, where one of them prays, and then they go to the back of the line, and the next one goes... And I was trying to use that to work out how long this was going to be, but they just kept, kept recycling, kept going back around and around. Hey man, people have come from, from Africa for this. They've got to make it worth yeah. their time. <coughs> um, and if those you, guys... Know, do you travel 12 hours for, for 15 minutes of money? True, on true yeah, you've got to make it work. <laughs> um, but those guys at the battery were also like, like th clearly the hardcore ones. Like they were... Yeah. It was their moment and they were into it and they were... Yeah, they were, and you—they were so into like there was varying degrees of into it, right? But but to the point where you could hear a couple of them over the chants, like you—it was this sort of like 
recitation of it like yeah really sing-songy like yeah yeah um and i guess with that like um like rhythm of the chant that you're doing it becomes mute off it becomes background noise right yeah cool and i think so so there was then a break right john and i can't remember if we've got the order right or whether this came at the start but speaking about people coming from from far away we i think at this point got introduced to a couple who had traveled across from some part of america and um they had it was from one of the other 17 sites i believe and they had brought with them a sample of sand or dirt or ground or crystals and and they they presented this in some way to to what was in the middle of the circle and like the gasps and awe around the circle was like was palpable it was it was like wow yeah the woman next to me went wow when they went here is some sand from this beach in california wow and they went so some some beaches it's illegal to take sand from so maybe it was like a wow break got that through customs got Um, through customs yeah (laughs) and they got quite a big like introduction and like a very warm welcome and then Richard was like, and so they're going to, uh, you know, gift us with a sand ceremony to add that energy to this work. And then the sand ritual was just them tipping the sand out. And then that was it. <laughs> yeah. And then what did we do, John? <laughs> and then by that time, we'd had enough of a break. We'd had a couple of sips of water <laughs> so that we could put our hands up for, I think, round two of three that we took part in which was this time maybe 15 yeah it was minutes. it was significantly shorter but still after the first 45 minutes yeah. felt slightly unnecessary <laughs> oh like if if the aliens haven't heard this one they're not going to hear this next bit yeah oh, my god i bet those bottles of water went down really well then if you've got to speak constantly for 45 minutes and then have a break and then have a yeah. 50 like sponsored sponsored by evian it seems right. yeah um again like that thing of like that tension between like stuff you recognize as reality and this different world right you, yeah. you'd think like with with this such an emphasis on the environment and nature and, and energy and you'd think like if they were going to give us water it would be like i don't know like from the ground or but no it was in these like it was like tennis players like you, they had yeah. bottles and bottles of evian evian as well nice I know. Yes, yeah, cool. not not scrimping. Only the best for the cosmic Jesus. Of yeah. Course. So we go through another round, wow. and there's another round of counting us to see how many there are. And I'm pretty sure it was at this point that I and I, you know I had a good time. I have more endurance for this stuff than lots of people. I think. Um, you know, full disclosure, I have with other groups whose beliefs I'm much more in tune with chanted up various hills in in the west country and and not felt bad about it but i think it was this round i mean i don't think anything different happened before we had another break and then did round three but it was at this point that i started to lose it and there was a beautiful dog in front of me and i'd been away from home from my dog for three days at this point and the dog kept looking back at me and so I pet the dog a little bit, uh, and that's always a great moment to meet a new dog friend. And then I stood back up, and <laughs> the, 
knowing that only Dylan would be able to hear me, I subtly changed my chant to Om Doggy Doggy Om, Om Doggy Doggy Om, Om Doggy Doggy Om, um, which the dogs seemed to enjoy and be nourished by, and which did at that moment make Dylan uh, piss himself a little bit, uh, oh. I think. Um, maybe... so did, the doggies, did the doggies' humans not clock it, or were they in there? <laughs> Well, I didn't notice this, but I later from Sam and Dylan learned a different fact about the owner of the dog in front of me. I just saw a man, I think with maybe a feather in his hat and a mm. nice jacket. Was the dog Jesus? Was the dog um, Cosmic Jesus? Watching and chanting. And he seemed very into it with his partner, I think, who was next to him. But Sam and Dylan observed something else about his behavior while we were drinking our Evian. They were, they were sharing a drink of something else. Um... And it was, it wasn't Evian. It was, from what, from what I could tell, it was like straight gin. Um, no! But they, they were just drinking, it was a big 70CL bottle. <gasps> um, and the, the woman was sat in the camping chair and he was the binder and she, they were just passing it, passing it back and forth, back and like forth. You know, eighteen-year-olds at a house party again. Yeah, like you were at Boardmasters or something. It was, it was, Whoa. it was really interesting. Quick check, Sam. Would you rather have gone to Boardmasters with me or this? Really good question. I think, I think I would have, at the age I am now, felt equally out of place at Boardmasters, <laughs> <laughs> but for different reasons. Yeah. So they. They were passing that back and forth. And I think then she, and this started to happen after round two, maybe everyone else's endurance was suffering too. I don't know if you noticed, John, but people started to peel away from the circle, right? People, a couple of people started to walk off and like, they, don't, they weren't leaving. They came back, but they were, people started to take some time to themselves. And that, that's when my mind started to switch into, okay, okay, here's the chance. Here's, from this point on, we've got a chance of getting out the horseshoe without being accosted. But at that point, there was still another round, <laughs> at least one more round that we were there for yeah. uh, to go. I'm sorry, Sam, because I think we all felt I was really torn, listeners, between my devotion to you to see this event out and see what happened and just how fucking boring it was. Like I, oh, like no. I say, I'm I'm here for all this kind of stuff. I quite like meditating. I quite like chanting. I quite like rituals up a hill, but this was just deathly. Mm-hmm. It was, it, yeah. I, as the third round started, I was torn, but also as Sam has sort of said, we couldn't really communicate with each other. So I think the three of us were stood there, sort of going, "Are we gonna?" Are we? Is this a good moment to? But maybe it's not. Oh, but now the guy's coming back and counting us, or oh, the guy with the camera is now behind us. So I think we probably stayed longer than any of us would have done, maybe if we could have spoken to each other, because all of that sort of social pressure just kept us going through about another twenty minutes of oh, mane pame oms, I think. Wow. And I, think I, and I guess I guess you found the game of like just watching the lady in the camping chair getting drunk and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think she walked off actually and then came back a bit later. She was like she was Pretty stable. <laughs> yeah, wow. Um I think maybe we haven't communicated as well like the 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 breaks we're talking about in between these 
heavy, heavy sessions of, of chanting. They, like, they weren't breaks where people were breaking. It wasn't like, oh, now I can turn to John and Dylan and have a chat about... the. It was like silence and we were waiting for the next thing. So, so any, like, any communication would have been heard by certainly our friend next to us, but probably the other people around us as well. It was, it was like deathly silent, dead focused on, on proceedings. And the breaks were, I would say between two to five minutes maximum. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Wow. I'll just briefly, um, Dylan, I asked Dylan to sum up his experience in, in a couple of sentences. So we'll just, um, um, Dylan, if you're listening, thank you for going on, on my behalf. Dylan, I'm so sorry. It's bad enough you have to put up with me in a professional context, much worse. <laughs> Whatever this is, this is you a, are a true Is partner. it professional? Probably. You could, you could count it. I think it's quite educational. I think you learn a lot by going to mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, so Dylan says, uh, amazed by the site itself, clear why it's one of their many, capital letters, intergalactic locations. Coombe Martin itself only heightened my sense of isolation from the rest of the world. Yet there were people from every stretch and every culture building their own new interplanetary culture. He's being much more eloquent than uh, than we have been at this point, bless him. Uh, snatching pieces of other religions to create something new, very tired after lots of praying and humming, but equally inspired by the other members' passion. Odd and oh. something I'll long not forget. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a nice way to sum it up. And I guess that's the that's the thing that, like these groups that as far as we're aware and until we are aware like aren't hurting people it's okay to be inspired by people who really care about things like this yeah Um, i think like with anything it's also okay to laugh about it um but uh, we're not laughing at those people i guess i think we're just laughing at how uncomfortable it was for us coming in as yeah as outsiders just because i think we weren't prepared for the commitment of you know, and there, you know, there are yoga practices, right? Where you do mantras for hours and hours and hours. Mm-hmm. And there were moments where genuinely it was, you can feel it change your brain waves, And especially with that view, gazing out like into the blue, it definitely does something. I definitely would like to go back to that hillside when I'm not chanting and there aren't a hundred other people there. But I, I think for me, the biggest thing is, it's just really interesting of all the things, you know, there are so many religious spiritual paths available to us and whatever works for you. But I find it really interesting that there are some people for whom this particular group is the one where they click and go. Yeah. Like in the, in the Druid and Pagany groups I'm loosely involved with, there's quite often a, a, a sort of a saying of people talking about finding the group and it feeling like coming home because it feels like it sort of speaks to something in them. And it just, yeah, I just find it interesting that for some people that is a taxi driver in the 50s channeling Jesus and UFOs and planets and and chanting up a hillside. It's just interesting that that is the thing that clicks for them rather than Buddhism or Christianity or whatever. Yeah. I just thought um, when you said about like, oh, you, you know, yoga practices that you do thing for, do things for hours, I thought I would have a look in the book that you gifted me, King Yoga, release your inner potentialize your inner potential through the path of spiritual service. Um, and I didn't Catchy find title. initially something that you use for a long time, but I did find the new Lord's Prayer. So as um oh, someone on, who Sam. was brought up in a in a Church of England school, the Lord's Prayer was very familiar to me then. 
This is not a Lord's Prayer as, as I would recognise it. O divine and wondrous spirit, O everlasting Lord of hosts, send forth now through me thy great and lasting power. Allow me, O mighty God, the lasting privilege of radiating to all the world thy great love, so that those who suffer may be given the power and energy to rise above their weaknesses. Ah, oh, blah, 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 blah. In praise of your greatness, O God, doth my soul sing. Grant energy to sing on forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, it's Amen. longer than that, but I skipped some. <laughs> And there's definitely as oh, I say, we've got we've got Om 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 Mani Padme Hum. Oh, there you go. That's the page there that we she should go. have shown you. That's yeah. what I should have been reading. Om as in from with a short O as in the first O in Oxford. Mani Mani rhymes with nanny. Stress on the first syllable. Padme Pad Padme O. A combination of the English words pad and me. They could have said Star Wars, right? Again, that's also Padme, not yeah. the Buddhist pronunciation, is it? Hum, hum, ah, as in put, but not in but. That was the other thing that I remember. I remember there being lots of emphasis on that last hum. Ends with like, a slightly longer. Yeah. It's quite catchy. There were oh, moments yeah. where it was quite catchy. There was like a little bit of a, I think my other silly moment other than singing to the dog was a little bit of dancing because it had quite yeah. a good beat at times. It was like a bit... It sticks with you, doesn't it? Like we would, we were in the car journey back. We would, we were chanting it like not, not, not to take the mic. Like we were, it was in our heads. It was like a... Like I guess a, if you just chanted it for an hour and a half, it might be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think, I think, going, going back to what you were saying, some about this... Yeah, like like this not not necessarily being something like we're laughing at. I think I was really struck by how clearly that group of people were getting something out of being there together. And I think I think like we don't we, like that's not something I begrudge anyone. Like coming together in a group if it's not hurting anyone, getting something out of it. Yeah, fair enough. I think I was also though something I also did not find funny in another way was how how easy it is to get a group of people doing something if everyone else is doing it. And it's quite terrifying. Um, yeah. Because they could have been be... just started, I don't know, saying something completely wild that you don't disagree with, but in oh. that, that you, or you completely disagree with, sorry, that you're then there and then... Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh saying, no, I didn't mean to say that. Doing, yeah, scary. And I think in this basis, right, where you're suddenly really quickly accepting like some quite big ideas and theology that is out that is slightly out of the ordinary right and you're i think that's always interesting with these groups that are younger religions right like i can sort of i can understand why like you might go okay well we don't really we can't know really what was going on at the time jesus was supposed to have been around maybe there was miraculous stuff maybe that adds a bit of mystery to it that feels a bit easier Whereas in the 1950s, a taxi driver heard a voice to me raises question marks much quicker, even than like, you know, nature is a spiritual force and it, it's kind of groovy to say hello to it, right? Like there's, there's something about these particularly recent groups where it, yeah, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, I have far less or far more credulity, whichever way around that is. Um, but, but for these people, again, they've just gone okay well i like 
like, you know, I'm on a beautiful hilltop and I like the chanting and I'm connecting with these people and we're thinking about how to make the world better and it feels good for me to do these meditation techniques. And therefore also, Jesus was here in 1973 and the planet Mars has stuff it wants to tell us. And yeah, in this group, it's mostly, thankfully, like Sam says, like, nice. It is, you know, I can't get, you know, it just seems pleasant and slightly eccentric and cute. But in other groups, that theology that can get slotted in can be much more dangerous. And it's that same, the same motivation to get 100 people up on a hill in Devon can get 100 people to do equally bonkers, if mm. not more dangerous things elsewhere. Yeah, it's really interesting. Wow. Um, cool. Okay. So we peeled away from the group. Yeah, congratulations. Mm. Well done. I um, thought about getting a couple of extra copies of the book because I thought we could do them as like giveaways or something, Sam. Oh, shit, yeah. So I saw the box of books and I saw a woman sat next to it. Yeah. And I went up and asked her if I could have a copy or two for some people who wanted to come but couldn't, you listeners. And this woman looked up at me and went, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm nothing to do with this. I just, uh, I just showed up. <laughs> oh, shit. And did you go, me too? <coughs> or did you have to then go along with... I think I just oh, sort of went, no, actually, oh, right, book. yeah, okay, right. So did you take the books? Didn't get, I didn't feel like I could take them without, without a person there knowing. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we start to walk away, and we're walking back down this long path towards the car park, and I looked around to look back, partly because I was worried sorry, that because we I were leaving early. I might not have been paying attention. Oh, oh, no, okay, had they done like a... Thank you all for coming. Goodbye. No, no, it's, it's still going. Still going. It's still going. Right. There's going to okay. be another 40 minutes, maybe, by that point. Right. Okay. Another half hour, 40 minutes, I think. So I was a little bit worried that maybe, like, I would be gutted if, as we drove away, unknowingly, the cosmic Jesus showed up. And that's why yeah, they haven't released happy. any of that footage, because they're saving it up. But also, we couldn't chant anymore. So I did wistfully look back as we yeah. were walking down which is when I noticed that a woman at some pace and enthusiasm was walking after us from the group. Mrs. Tumnus? And different woman. She different was woman. different woman. Wow. Very still sort of pleasant, but with definitely more of an edge. And the second time I looked back, she went, uh, don't worry, I'm not following you. She definitely was following us. <laughs> it was definitely mm -hmm. a deliberate coming after us to see yeah. what was going on. Oh, wow. Um, and so we start talking to her, and she was very much more actively like interested in who we were and where we were from and what we thought. Um, and I believe it was her, Sam, that invited us to the barbecue, right? Yes. So, so she was actually walking down the hill under the guise of going down to the car park. Now, what we didn't mention at the start, Sam, was that in the car park was some other members of the society who weren't able to get up the hill. So, so oh, okay. sort of like so quite like a, old, like a, older people. Reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my favourite thing about that, Sam. Yeah. So one of them, I think, was like, did she say like a 70-year-old woman? Yeah. Who had come from California. <gasps> and then because I think she was like maybe on crutches or something. They just stuck her in the car park. And I have oh. to say, it wasn't that far. Like, if they'd wanted to, like, lift her or help her, they could oh. have got her the, like, 500 
yards along the path to actually see stuff. So oh, she travelled from America to, to just North sit Devon. in her car and not even be able to see what was happening. Yeah, that might be the and, saddest thing I've heard all day. Aww. And she and she did do that, Sam. Like when we got to the bottom of the hill, she did peel off and go and see those people. But but like the conversation we were having on the way down was, as John said, it was much more like interested in who we were. But there was also like from her a couple of things I hadn't seen from the people there at that point. There was like a level of self awareness. She was like, she was like, I know. She said something along the lines of like, I know some people think this is dot dot dot. Oh, okay. and like there was an ele- there was an element of like, are these three guys here to take the piss or to like, are you know, do they have they left because we've xyz left them with xyz impression or whatever she was really trying to gauge that and then and then right at the bottom of the hill from what i remember john the last thing she left us with after we'd very politely turned down this invitation to the pub was like she said you guys are the future or something to that effect so the idea that she wanted us to come back because for that group to continue they need younger people to be coming back um yeah, it was a really interesting exchange. But as John said, that probably more than any other point, maybe apart from the surveillance team walking around, I felt from her there was a there was there was a there was a gap between what was happening on the surface of that exchange and the and her intentions. And I think that's always that puts you on edge slightly, right? Yeah, for sure. I guess maybe for her, I don't know, maybe there was some level of like protecting her community as well, making sure that you weren't going to be journalists who were just walking down the hill laughing at all those cult weirdos and, or whatever. And, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. She was walking close behind us in order to be able to hear what we were saying. And fortunately, uh-huh. we because I'd sort of clocked she was behind us, we were sort of just talking about, oh, this bit was good. This bit was a bit yeah. long. This bit was, we were sort of okay. And I think what Sam has said is probably right, is that I think absolutely she was coming down to see just what the deal was, maybe with a bit of that protection. And then because we sort of showed vague interest slash, yeah, tolerance, then sort of left us with a bit of a, well, maybe you do want to come back. And it was just a bit much for your first. Because that is quite a, that's not a, it's really interesting. All the, the Eventbrite talks about like, hey, Come and get the spiritual event of a lifetime. Have a unique spiritual experience and learn about our group. We'll give you a free book. You'll come and... But actually, there was nothing in the setup of it to recruit us. There was nothing to ease us into it, nothing to tell us what was going on, no sort of sense of helping us to attach meaning to what was happening beyond like the basic instruction. No like collection of your phone numbers or your... I don't know... Apart no. from on the Eventbrite, I guess. I mean, yeah, Wiki. yeah. Compared to like going into Scientology, it was a much, and I rate them for this, <laughs> it was a much more yeah. chilled deal. Mm. But I do, it, I think it's, yeah, I think there's a gap between their desire for p- new people to come mm-hmm. and the fact that because that doesn't happen very much, they don't really have anything in place to uh, to help you in. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I must have been the only Eventbrite sign-up. Oh, maybe, yeah. Other than I, that lady that was sitting by the books. Yeah, I think she was just passing by. I genuinely think yeah. she was just a walker that had stopped. So yeah, Ooh. how you how as a group like that you recruit at least through public events is an interesting uh, 
interesting vibe. Wow, cool. Okay. So you get do you get safely back to the car? Do you speak to the elderly people? Do you do you go like, oh, it was really good up there. You should have just like sorted yourself. Like <laughs> they yourself were up in there. their cars Whoa. chanting. So oh no. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, we could have done that from home. <laughs> so yeah, we got safely back to the car and then we headed off, never knowing if Cosmic Jesus showed up. Um, but that wow. was our experience of at least for a day taking part in the Aetherius Society. Sam amazing like well done for going and like like john said earlier he is a bit more um au fait with these sorts of um groups of hippies <laughs> meditating on a hill no offense john but you know i love um, it I'm not, doesn't embarrass me at all but sam thank you for going representing us sams at that mm-hmm. at that event as well um not at all um, yeah and re- cool. yeah really interesting to hear hear your take on it as well yeah, for sure. And for someone that doesn't like regularly chat about cults, as far as oh. you're aware, like, oh, oh, wicked. Sounds fun. Are you going to go to another one? Are we going to go to the, the 75 <laughs> year in a little bit? I don't know. Good question. Or, or if, oh, if there's something in the in the nearer one. Maybe. Yeah, maybe we go to the more. No, I think, I think um, I'm really glad I went. I think there was a lot to be... Yeah, I think I think what I spoke about the start, the reason for saying yes to things like this. I think I think it served all of those reasons. And there was things to learn, and it was really interesting. Would I go again? I'm not sure. I think I'd maybe go to something of a different nature. I think that for me, that first round of chanting was was enough of a of an insight into the Ethereum society. I think that might be my last my last. Um, yeah, time spent with them. Yeah, yeah. Und- understandable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think that, yeah, it's kind of interesting going through that book. There's a lot of like m- different meditations and yogic kind of exercises and things. Again, mostly cribbed from, from yoga and Hinduism and Buddhism. Yeah. All of which have benefits and their own kind of sort of... uh don't know if this is quite what I mean, but like value in and of themselves, right? Regardless of what they're attached to. Yeah. All of which is kind of lovely. I'm I'm all, all up for going up on a hill and doing some meditating, albeit maybe not stuff that is so repetitive. Um, Remind me again what they're charging the battery for? Is it to is it for the I don't know ET's phone home to phone Cosmic Jesus or are we contacting? No, so that energy goes out in the world to heal the world in different ways so to oh, reduce nice. war to i think a couple of them mentioned like the increase of war in europe and stuff i'm, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. like ukraine and stuff i don't know whether that it was so they charge it up at lots of events like that and then at some point somewhere they release that yeah i don't think they did the release there on the hillside oh I think that's that would be fun event. to see like a... um, <laughs> but yeah so it goes to heal yeah people and peace and the world so yeah again like i can't reiterate enough they, they aside from sort of being harmless compared to other groups it's all quite nice and noble and lovely it's just as i say there's a certain point where i go i just don't know if dr king was really contacting jesus and mars and other people and whether what they say therefore is something we should 
should listen to because there's definitely some wacky stuff in this book that even outside of religion like historically and scientifically seems not to be the case now with what we know many oh, years yeah. later and then this one from a long time ago well i mean in here we've got the water charging practice so um we'll do that at some point we'll charge up some water and then we will use it to um find out what it's for first sam find out what it's for first that's the evian oh great uh so it can be used for swollen ankles and tired, aching feet, for tired, oh, strained eyes, for mouthwash, for nasal catarrh or hay fever, for baldness, for nervous headaches, for bleeding from cuts, for diarrhea. Mate, okay, on uh, Patreon, we're going to try and cure my bald spot with that water. Fuck yeah, great. <laughs> it sounds like it can be used for everything. That's quite an extensive list, right? What do you think it was a, a cure all, Sam? I don't, I don't know. know. What do they say about alternative medicine? If it can cure everything, <laughs> that means it actually does nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah, it was quite a, a, and yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is I can sort of see the appeal of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see why out of all the groups that you might go for. You join that one. If you want a bit of community. And it is kind of interesting that it's a bit more mixed than lots of like, like modern paganism, bless it, yeah. is very white. Not exclusively, but it is yeah. pretty heavily white. Whereas this, I guess, by nature of its international. I'd also just love to know how it's so popular in Africa on that continent. I, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, for sure. Because I think he was in England I mean, and then moved to America. Yeah, but then I guess maybe people move, you know, he met this family that were living in America and they moved back to Africa and then they wanted to tell their yeah, pals about it or and charismatic people. And pe- people who want to lead people like this have got ways of, of yeah, yeah, spreading true. tendrils, haven't they? And I'm sure there's more we could say about George King and his various medals and awards and titles oh, yeah. and costumes. But maybe we'll do another deeper dive into the, the, the yeah. history of the Ethereum Society. But, uh, but I was trying to figure out trip. how to word this, but this feels like... Um, like a shallow dive into the cult, but by diving as deep as you possibly can, uh, but with a blindfold on. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, listeners, be respectful. But mm. if you see one of these events near you, it's it's worth it's worth a yeah. If you're interested yeah. in any way, and you're going to be sort of yeah polite and sincere, go for it. I'd I'd, I'd recommend it as an interesting afternoon out. At the very we'll least, see... you get a free book. Free book, free yeah. water. So we'll see what else we can take you to, Sam. Yeah. Count me in, guys. Count me in. Um, I've got a pal from work that wants to come with us as well. Christian will take you next time too. (laughs) But I think at this point, that is all we have time for. Uh, Thank you very much, listeners, for listening. If you have enjoyed this, let us know. Send us a message. Ping us a review. You can find us on social media at Coffee and Cults or email us at coffeeandcults at gmail.com. Um, I want to give a huge thanks to to Sam P for joining us. Um, thank you for being our first ever guest on Coffee and Cults. Yeah, true. Yay. Exciting. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Sam, oh, is there Thank you to that... Dylan for travelling with us as well. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Dylan. Sam, is there anything that you would like our listeners to check out of yours, or do you want them to just find you by osmosis? Um, do you know what? I'm I I am a, a, such a social media hermit, Sam. That yeah. there probably there probably isn't. But um cool. but yeah, it was lovely, lovely to join you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. 
um, listeners, like John said, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at coffeeandcults at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to watch the video of this uh, recording and many others, um, you can find those on patreon.com slash coffeeandcults. Send us your dog pictures, send us your cat pictures, uh, or your other strange pets. They're always fun to receive too. And if you've got any cults that you would like us to have a look at, or a talk about, I guess, because we could look at them and then just not tell you anything. I guess the point for you is that we talk to you about them. Um, if you would like us to chat through any particular groups, like, please let us know. We've got um, a couple of heavy hitters in the pipeline. Ooh, yeah, Sam, Sam's going to do a big hit very soon, and I'm very excited for it. Hell yeah. Oh, it's there's so much. I started researching recently, and I, yeah, it feels like a, a big hole to dig. Yeah, maybe just before Christmas we'll get to that, maybe. There'll be no. other stuff before that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're not going to yeah. leave you hanging that long. Uh, no. We've got an updates episode coming up soon. A lot is going on in the world of everything. Oh my um, gosh, so much. If you hear this and you also know exciting cult news about any of the groups we've talked about, again, get in touch with us, let us know. If you've got any comments on anything, let us know. That episode will be coming. Very quickly, if you are listening to us on Stitcher, I'm sure that you know that Stitcher is about to disappear as a thing. You can find us on, and oh, John just did the sign of the Catholic cross. Cool. For Stitcher, that's how passionately I feel about it. Um, yeah, uh, he will He will pray for it in a religion he does not ascribe to. Um, oh, man, I pray Stitcher. Um, man, is Stitcher. Um, no, it doesn't matter. Um, but find us on any of your other podcast catchy platforms. Leave us a review wherever you listen to us because that really helps us out. And we like to read them for our egos and smiles. And with that said, we, we love you. you. Bye. Om mane padme om 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 Om doggy doggy om Om doggy doggy om Om doggy doggy om Om doggy doggy om